This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Eben Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we... we... Man, come on. I come back and then nothing? Nothing. nothing? You, don't, you don't get anything. Thank you, guys. Look at that. I'm ashamed to tell you how old I am. We don't want to know. Okay, you're not going to. It's only depressing for the rest of (laughs) us. Because you look so good, I mean. Oh, man. And we are celebrating having you back as well. So it's everybody's birthday Welcome back, Barr. It's always, though, a pain when it's your birthday's on tax day. Yes. Yeah, because I, I remember when my father was one time it was like that, and he was in a grumpy mood, and he was trying to fill out his taxes, and we're running now like 9 o'clock, and that was back in the day, well, still is, where you know you had to get your tax Post, return postmark, postmark before right. midnight. Yeah. So he had to get there and fill it out, and this is when calculators were new, and he was mad, and I said, Dad, where's <laughs> my cake? Abacus. And he took a Twinkie that was on top of the refrigerator, <laughs> Excuse me for saying it this way. He said, "Here's your damn cake." Now I'm trying to do my taxes. All right, stop. Wow, that was that's what happened that's when you're like about nine years old. Starting to get a glimpse into why Bar is the way he is. I'm saying, I got it. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, I have to forgive me, Chris Rock, but Tiger went Tiger. Let's talk about what happened in his win for the fifth green jacket. Yeah, why don't we hear a little Jim Nance first? Comeback complete. The fifth green jacket for Tiger Woods. Did you get any uh, goose pimples when watching it or reading about it? You know me, right? You did. You see. know me. No, you... no, no. Actually, I, I, I got home and and I, I did watch it. Jackson was playing Fortnite, so I watched it on my phone. <laughs> but I will say, for most of the day, I was around a lot of finance folks, a lot of sports and finance folks, and everybody was checking Twitter or running to see TV or whatever. It certainly captured the attention of golf fans and non-fans alike. But, you know, me, I'm not getting goosebumps. Yeah, I think non-fans there is the interesting thing, right? It's funny to me that Tiger hasn't won a major in 11 years. The sport seems as reliant on him today in 2019 as it did in if 2008, not if not more. Yeah. You know, back then we were talking about the, you know, the 30 to 50% boost in ratings you got every Sunday when Tiger Woods was in contention. It certainly seems to still be the case, right? There there are young players who are interesting who are certainly very talented, um, but nobody seems to have been able to fill the void that Tiger Woods left when he when he went through his lean years. And now that he's back, he's once again, you know, the the thing that golf ratings are going to hinge on. I, we're going to talk more about that. But we got to talk about Tiger Woods and talking about what it means to win the Masters at age 43. Just unreal, uh, to be honest with you. It's, uh, 
you know, just the whole tournament has meant so much to me over the years. Um, <clears throat> coming here in 95 for the first time and being able to play as an amateur, winning in 97, and then come full circle 22 years later, be able to do it again. It's amazing because we're talking about a man who was on top of the golf game and then all of a sudden, the bottom just dropped between injuries. Of course, we know all of the personal issues that he went through with a very public divorce. And he fell out of the ranking, not out of just the top 100. He fell out of the ranking out of the top 1,000. And he lost sponsorships left and right because of all of this. And uh, now, hopefully, uh, he's going to be back on his game. I think a lot of people don't realize how bad things got for Tiger. I mean, two years ago, every year the Masters hosts a dinner for you know previous winners. Two years ago, when Tiger went to that dinner, he could barely sit still in his seat. He was in so much pain. I, I believe he told people at that dinner, I may never play golf ever Has again. Has anybody here ever had back surgery? Oh, yes, I or, have. Yeah, or injured your neck? Or, yep. I mean, you sneeze, you cough, it affects Everything. And he did it four times. And, and to minimize the, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. You know, well, who who was the big, the famous saying was that the only may or the only minor surgery is on somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what they say about minor surgery. As somebody who's had their shoulder redone, it is remarkable what he has done and what many athletes do just to come back and play, but to be at the highest level, remarkable. Yeah. And, and Michael, you mentioned the, the sponsors. A lot of different companies backing Tiger Woods, the 2019 version, than Tiger Woods, the 2008 version. One of the mainstays is Nike. Uh, people saw him in that red Nike shirt yesterday. Nike was but one today's of, world, they had that commercial <laughs> ready to roll. Yeah, oh, the yeah. commercial the only ready, thing yeah. I would have liked better is if they weren't so quick, if they were sort of like the one shining moment of CBS, where mm. if they could have had a, like the hugging of the kids in the commercial, like fade from the hugging of the dad to the hugging of the kids, that would have really then I might have been like <laughs> you know <laughs> but 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 I I understand it, it was pre done yeah they but to, had to have some of that tape ready to roll maybe if you had to wait three four five minutes might have been even more effective or even that part where he's walking with his son yeah and there's the the Nike logos that yep. both yeah. showing yep. as yep. they're yep. walking away yeah I mean the, clearly the emotional heartstring moment was the daughter and the son and the mom. You know what story about this that about on the business side that really intrigues me is that of course his clubs are tailor made. Mm -hmm. He, but this goes back to Adidas or Adidas, whichever way you want to say it. They bought tailor made uh, from a French company back in 1997 of 1.4 billion dollars. So all of this goes through with the drama, and then in 2016 they say, "Well, we're ready to sell." It took them a year. To find a buyer, so KPS, uh, which private is a firm. private equity firm, yep. bought it for like four hundred thirty something million dollars, along with two other entities. And now, all of a sudden, bam! Here we go. I mean, uh, granted, I'm sure that they're thinking at Adidas, did we sell too quickly? I don't but no, you think people well, are going to run out and buy the two thousand dollar clubs right now because Tiger won the Masters? Yes, you do. Oh yes, all I right. do. Okay, yeah. Let's the, let's let's look six months from now and see if we can. Track tailor-made 
club sales. Adidas wanted to get out of the golf business as a whole. As Nike um, practically yeah, did. Yeah, right. which Nike right. did. Yeah, the reason that Tiger is with TaylorMade now is because Nike said, look, we're no longer making golf equipment. It's just too small part Balls, of Balls, bags, clubs, yep. we're not going to do it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Michael's right. This is a this is undoubtedly a good thing for TaylorMade. This will, yeah. this will help them sell clubs for sure in the same way that you know people buy the shoe lebron james wears because it's the shoe lebron james wears i think people will buy the ball that tiger woods uses and the club that tiger woods uses because they're the things that that tiger woods uses uh, you, well, you mentioned the ball can we jump into what we were talking about yeah earlier? sure let's talk the, the, memorabilia. this was yeah. fun so I, yeah, yeah. I, t- I called ken golden over at golden auctions right so i'm just curious what would the ball that he used to finish the round go for i saw he, he reached i'm always fascinated by this like the, wherever the final ball or whatever ends up and so he bent down, obviously picked it up out of the hole, he put it in his pocket. Which is made by Bridgestone, by Made the way. by Bridgestone. So Ken Golden tells me, he his his brain tells him it's a $200,000 ball. <laughs> but because the golf fans make so much money, the, the significant part of the golfing community is affluent, he says that it could go as high as 500000 Oh my goodness! And they retail for forty four ninety nine for a twelve pack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but this could be a five hundred thousand dollar ball. Does anybody know? By the way, speaking of the golf balls, remember the one where they, he was at the Masters and he made this incredible putt. The Nike that stuck. The Nike that the stuck edge. for yeah. a brief the second. Yeah. yeah. Did that ball ever sell? I don't know. Oof, I don't know. He he. Uh, Tiger has a deal with Upper Deck that to sell memorabilia through them. Um. I don't. They do a lot of like signed golf balls or signed photos. I don't know how much like actual like game used or, or course used memorabilia out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no question that you know if you're golf fans, an affluent demographic, uh, if they could get their hands on some authentic Tiger Woods you, used if, stuff, if, I would if imagine I was, that would go bonkers. If I was a guy like Tiger, one of these people, you know what? I I would have somebody on my payroll, my my, my caddy, whoever. This one of the things you need to do, like I need everything just certified as soon as i step off the course like here's the ball here every club in my bag my Ho- bag my shirt like my uses. sock yeah the hol- i want a hologram on everything because this is what i wore during the masters so nobody else can say it medina come on in what do you have one one no i just want to know they can't keep the their winning ball or their winning putt oh, no, he can it belongs to him he oh, can yeah, keep he it can. if he wants okay because yeah. i don't know if some Certain sports organizations, if they require you to no, 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 give well, it out, or no, 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 no. Normally, like you've seen in baseball, where you know, let's just say first base, the ground out, they throw to first base, they win the World Series. The big ones were the Red Sox and the Cubs, obviously. Technically, those balls belong to the club. So if they wanted to tell the player, uh-uh, you can't have that on your mantle, you can't sell it. That belongs to us. They could. So. That that is a possibility. Does that still go for a, a little sidestep here? The winning touchdown, like with the NFL home teams, uh, you, you get to use the the team on offense. This would be this would be actually fun if you ever won won a Super Bowl, like on an interception on a pick six, because each team supplies their own their own ball for the offense. Right. So if let's just say it was like I know this doesn't happen for fun's sake, Jets and Giants. Let's say the Giants are going in. Eli throws a pick. A Jet takes it the other way. Can the Giants say we want our ball back? <laughs> that's a good that's a good point that is true yeah i i wonder about that that would be that would be kind of fun oh anyway another question another interesting note on on tiger woods golf fans will know a couple couple months ago over thanksgiving break he and phil had this head-to-head matchup um for nine million dollars you know it was done by by turner Cha-ching. turner yeah turner kind of built it as the kind of the future of a sports broadcast and it was clear at the time that this would not be the the only time 
we saw Tiger Woods doing kind of these one-off exhibition, a lot of money gambling incorporated into the broadcast type things. Uh, I would imagine this victory for Tiger Woods at the Masters only makes those properties much more valuable, right? Whether he wants to do another head-to-head with Phil, if they want to do a team thing, Tiger and Phil versus Rory. And at this point, Spieth, whatever, whatever it is, they want agreed. to do. His his star is high right now. Anything you have on TV with Tiger Woods golfing in it is going to be Oh, you know what's ratings. fun? Before we transition, we're actually going to find out the identity of the guy who bet, or a woman who bet mm. $85,000. Oh, yes, yes. Man, yes. It's, a yeah, yeah. it's a man. Okay, William Hill said we're going to have a public right. big check signing thing. That's pretty kind of, I want to see that. I want to see kind of fun. By the way, FanDuel, they lost about $2 million because Tiger Woods won uh, because people started making bets on him. And I think DraftKings, I, I'm, I don't know what they were thinking. They put up plus 200 for a bet for Tiger Woods to win. Now, the maximum that you could bet was only $200, yeah. but a lot of people did it. Absolutely. And as Eben well knows and has told me in the audience a million times, Tiger Woods has been very good to the bookmakers mm. over the year because very people good. plunked down their 5, 10, yeah. 20 bucks, whatever. And I told him I was going to share the line that Joe Maloof, former owner of the Palms and the Sacramento Kings, uh, now part owner of the Vegas Golden Knights, has told me many, many times there's only one way to make money in a casino, and that is to own it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad for the sports books when you read the headlines. They lost lost a couple million dollars. Yeah, they're they're, they're okay. doing okay. They'll in fact, okay. they'll use that to get people to come in and bet. I yeah. like that. Uh, team valuations for the NBA. They're kicking NBA. See what I did there? I don't. Okay. I, you, did, did you see did, what did? I, No, I don't. But it's his birthday. <laughs> but because it's your birthday. <laughs> Great no, one. they're doing well. You I mean, did, that's, that's you very good. Did you see what he did there? I'm so confused. I have no okay. idea. <laughs> okay. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, man, Bar is back. Can't wait for the number of the week. Um, yes, for the first time, the NBA... The average value of an NBA team has surpassed MLB. So if you're ranking in terms of average value, no surprise, NFL atop. NBA, 1.9 billion. The NFL was 2.6. 1.9 for basketball, 1.7 for MLB, and 630 million for the National Hockey League. Tribute to the growth. NBA up 13%. NFL up 12%. MLB up 8%. So it used to be, obviously, NFL, the number one sport, MLB, NBA, and the NHL. Do we flip now MLB and NHL? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, NBA You're almost almost 3X. You're almost 3X on that. Yeah, you're just all two and three flipped. You went NBA past MLB. Right. So uh, it's going to be a while before the NHL catches Major League Baseball. But the international growth prospects of the NBA, and we've talked about it many, many times on this show, you see them now getting into the microtransactions and the ability to collect revenue from India, China, wherever, for highlights, for the final minute of a game, whatever it is they're selling, astronomical. A lot of this is also built on you know projections for the future, right? Because Major League Baseball's revenue is still a bit, I mean, significantly higher than, than the NBA's revenue. Yes. Um, I think, you know, NBA is seven, seven, almost eight million, right? And, and Major League Baseball is at nine and a half, almost 10 billion. Um, so, yeah, the caked into these numbers is is the expectation that moving forward, I would imagine that gap is going to continue to close. Uh, but, yeah, there's a thought out there, I think, that Major League Baseball, you know, because of maybe its a- aging demographic, that, that teams may be losing valuation. That's not true, as you said, Scott. Up up eight million dollars. Uh, up eight percent. Right. Every single Major League Baseball team is now worth at least a million dollars, a billion dollars, according to Forbes. Um, that's a milestone that they had not hit before. Um, so yeah, it, Major League Baseball 
valuations are growing. It's just that the NBA is growing at such a it's such a faster clip. Yes. Speaking of baseball, I have to mention last week I was in Detroit and I got a chance to see the Tiger game. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Medina. What was that? <laughs> I saw the uh, Tigers. Was that Ron? Was that Ron Lafleur's theme music? It uh, kind of sounded like Mark uh, Fidget said what? Symphony. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that was the opening to what uh, Tiger baseball used to be, wasn't it? That, oh, that's thumbs up from Medina. Yeah. Uh, I, I recognize uh, that. I, don't, I'm, I have to go back to the baseball bunch and see uh, the chicken and Tommy Lasorda. Brought to you by Schlitz. That <laughs> I see. You keep going. And Stroh's beer. You know, I can see you beer. sitting with a Schlitz and a Stroh's. I, yeah, both. I can see both. Yeah, just, just <laughs> both. One, alternate. <laughs> that was great, though. Unfortunately, the Tigers lost. They were playing the Indians. But uh, we enjoyed the experience. That's the thing I was talking about. The experience of just going to the ballpark. And surprise, just enjoying the game with your family. You said somebody tried to rip off a person. You saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he didn't get far. He, but, the police. Like, just the experience the of going to the ballpark. You got somebody trying to steal a purse. Because that never happens at Yankee Stadium. I've never, never, never seen it. Never. Uh, Too focused on Aaron Judge hitting home runs. <laughs> Uh, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Noby williams We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Chris Park, former MLB executive who's now CEO of the esports franchise Gen G. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online where you get your podcasts. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday. 